This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello and welcome to the post-game podcast. I'm your host, Paul Wheelock, and we are here to look back on the match that didn't quite live up to the hype. But this afternoon's 0-0 draw with Manchester City at Anfield does mean that Liverpool remain unbeaten after the first eight games of the season and does mean that they will go into the international break level on points with City and Chelsea at the top of the Premier League. That wouldn't have been the case had Rian Mahrez not skied over a terrible late penalty for the defending champions. So given that, was it a good point for the Reds? Or was it an opportunity to inflict a first league defeat of the season on a City side that certainly played Jurgen Klopp's men a great deal of respect with the way that they played? This podcast, as always, starts with the thoughts of the Liverpool Echoes Liverpool FC correspondent James Pearce and ends with audio from Reds boss Klopp's press conference. In between, you will hear from Liverpool fans Matt Whitty, Alex Watts, Ross Strachan, who phoned in from his family holiday in Portugal, and Mark Baker, an academy coach at a championship football club who offers some interesting tactical insight. If you're a Red supporter and would like to take part in future post-game podcasts, then you can get me on Twitter at Paul Wheelock. Wheelock is W-H-E-E-L-O-C-K or email me at paul.wheelock at reachplc.com. Right, enjoy the international break, and this podcast will be back after the Huddersfield game on the 20th. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Well, after all the hype and all the build-up, the big top-of-the-table Premier League clash at Anfield, couldn't live up to expectations today, was uh, very out of keeping with the uh, previous meetings between the clubs last season, of course, four times Liverpool and City went head-to-head, 18 goals, loads of controversy, loads of talking points in in those matches. This time around, uh, a dour stalemate, they cancelled each other out, really, Um, neither team anywhere near their best, I think you could tell that this was kind of the last game in a well for Liverpool in a sequence of of seven in the space of 23 days it's been a, a grueling run and the, the energy levels weren't weren't quite there today I think also respect I think played a part in it, it not being a great game um, we've been used to Guardiola coming here and going toe to toe with Liverpool and, and trying to trying to really get at them and, and taking risks and that's made for really open entertaining games today was the absolute opposite I think Guardiola you know he admitted in that TV documentary that, that City did um, that he was scared of, of Klopp's front line and I think the way he set City up today just underlined that because uh, I've, I've never seen City under Guardiola play quite so deep and defend in such numbers and just look to contain and frustrate I think you know the stats so that City only had 51% possession in, in total and that's the lowest amount of ball they've ever had in a Premier League game under under the Spaniard. And, and Liverpool, to be fair to them, I thought Klopp had demanded a response after that miserable defeat in Naples in midweek and he got it. You couldn't question the attitude or the application, the, the desire. It was, the, you know, it was all there. Liverpool were much the better team in the opening 20-25 minutes, imposed themselves on it played with urgency, decent intensity to their play. Couple of half chances, Salah drilled one wide, another one where Mane did well and, and Mendy managed to hack it away before Salah could pounce. But uh, Liverpool struggled to create really clear-cut chances today. Um, again, you know that front line is, is only rarely kind of spluttering into life, certainly not the, the potency and firepower that we were used to last season. And then I think another issue for Klopp is the lack of creativity from midfield. Um, just how Liverpool are lacking, like a you know a, a Coutinho type, you know, an Oxlade-Chamberlain. Of course, it was Oxlade-Chamberlain who opened the scoring 
in that uh, that 4-3 here last January when Liverpool inflicted a first league defeat of the season on City and you know what Liverpool would give for a, a fully fit Oxlade Chamberlain at the moment because there's, there's you know the midfield I thought operated reasonably well today I thought when Alden played really well Henderson he was my man of the match I thought that was a real captain's performance with the uh, the tenacity and energy that he he put into that game winning the ball back keeping Liverpool on the front foot moving it quickly but you know not enough spark and guile really from from the midfield three uh, in total um, second half you know again I thought you know City came back into it more at the back end of the first half Liverpool regained control early second half and then um, it just started to open up a little bit the last 15 20 obviously. Um, you know the, the substitutions changed things a bit. Obviously, Klopp brought on Sturridge, uh, Guardiola brought on uh, Gabriel Jesus. Um, you know, Raheem Sterling got taken off. Another miserable return to Anfield for him. Um, didn't come close to looking like he was going to hurt his former club. And then, as it did open up, you know, City actually had the better chances. Mares, um, you know, couple of, put, put, forced a couple of decent saves from Alison Becker. Um, and then, you know, hearts were well and truly in mouths when Virgil van Dijk clipped Leroy Sane's heels five minutes from time. Suddenly, you thought all of that hard graft was going to count for nothing. But, um, you know, to the relief of most of the 53,000 inside here, uh, Riyad Mahrez absolutely blazed the spot kick high over the bar. Uh, City's 15-year wait for a, a win at Anfield goes on. And I think that was, you know, it was obviously you get lucky when someone takes a penalty that badly. But Liverpool deserved that slice of luck today because a point apiece was about right. Um, you know, I think it would have flattered either team if, if they had grabbed a, a late winner. And it keeps Liverpool, their unbeaten Premier League uh, start to the season going. You know, when you think of, we're talking about a Liverpool team that's yet to hit top form. You know, they've already gone away to Tottenham, gone away to Chelsea, played City here. 20 points out of 24. That equals Liverpool's best ever return after eight games of a Premier League season. So there's much, much to be positive about. You know, of course, Klopp has got things to work on. You know, he'll now get the chance to take stock over the coming fortnight. Um, but the fact we're talking about a Liverpool team that's got so much room for improvement, yet they're only off the top of the Premier League on goal difference, um, just shows you know what this team could go on to achieve this season. You know, at the moment they are banging this title race. And, um, you know, if, if Klopp can fulfil the potential that we know is there with this group of players, then I'm sure this, you know, it's going to be exciting times to come over the, uh, the weeks and months to follow. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Hi, it's Matt Whitty, Cop season ticket holder, um, reflecting on the uh, 0-0 home draw against Manchester City. Uh, it was a... Interesting game to watch, uh, you know, with two uh, two attacking teams. Uh, though I guess the uh, the irony is that it was uh, defences on top for uh, for two such teams that are known for for going forward. I thought uh, we started the game really well uh, in the first fifteen minutes or so. I thought our press was was on top. I thought we were we were we were pushing them back, and they were making risky passes that we were right on top of. And uh, just didn't didn't quite sort of land at our land at our feet, but put them under real pressure. And then after the first fifteen minutes or so, um, City really grew into the game, and I thought we we struggled a bit with them in uh, in midfield and um, uh, with with David Silva in particular, who's a who's an outstanding player, and uh, he just he, you know you, you you always worry when a when a player of his quality gets on the ball in space. And uh, yeah, I, th- I thought after that first fifteen minutes, we we didn't quite 
press them as deeply as we would we would have wanted. We didn't force them into as many mistakes high up the pitch as we would have wanted. Um, and so we just didn't really start that many attacks um, high up the pitch uh, like like we normally would, and certainly like we have in the the other games against City this year. Our uh, our quick long ball certainly didn't work. Um, I thought the amount of long balls we played that were that were easily snuffed out by by City was a was a bit of a disappointment. You know, it was either well over hit or just uh, just just uh, easily snuffed out by the uh, by the city uh, by the city back line. Um, I thought, aside from that, Fernandinho for City snuffed out a lot of our attacks, and uh, you know he was he sort of reminded me of uh, a Didi Haman in the, on four or five occasions. You know, get, giving away clear fouls that you on another day you know he might pick up a booking or a you know it's almost a you know a half a booking and he was just uh you know he was just a real barrier to to the way that we attacked with uh with his sort of uh sly little kicks and fouls and just just sort of breaking up the pay breaking up the play with his sort of a innocent face getting getting away with it really um and uh yeah i thought our front three you know barely barely got three three passes together really and that's yeah, I guess credit to, to the way that the way that City set up really um yeah I thought uh we we, we were a bit lucky really with the uh you know with the uh the, the, the potential penalty in the first half with it you know it looked like Lovren went through the back of uh went through the back of um Aguero after a, an errant kick back from um from Gomez and it could have been a pen on another day and certainly you know I think uh, most uh, most reds were were delighted not to see the uh, to see the pen for that it felt like a bit of a bit of a let off though uh, after after the match uh, you know you know maybe didn't seem quite so much of a pen but uh, yeah I think you've got to put this match in the uh, context of a, a really difficult 3 weeks you know we've had a uh, tricky tricky lead program with perhaps Southampton the only the only easy game you know we've had the league cup game where we were drawn against Chelsea obviously which is never going to be an easy game we've had PSG who were a team worth far more than ours with their uh, you know the, you know two of the most you know, well, the two most expensive players in the world come to Anfield and we've beaten them we had a tough game away to Napoli and uh, yeah just a, a difficult uh, difficult few weeks and uh, yeah, you know, and at the end of the day, we are uh, joint top of the league. And uh, yeah, I think the uh, strangely, the international break has probably come at a, a reasonably good time for us. And uh, yeah, onwards and upwards. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Hello, Alex Watt from Did It Cross the Line? Uh, well, Liverpool, Man City, not a classic. Uh, didn't really live up to the hype in terms of quality, but. I think in terms of Liverpool's point of view, we've got to kind of look at it as a point gained. Um, you know, it wasn't a great performance. They had a chance to score a penalty late on. So it could have ended up being a lot worse. Uh, the big talk before the game was obviously that Trent was taken out. Lovren was put in. Gomez was moved to right back. Um, I think that ended up being a good call. Gomez uh, marshaled Sterling really well, which I think is why he was put there. Lovren made a couple of dodgy tackles in the area, but he made some key challenges as well. In the end, the surprise was that it was Virgil van Dijk who actually ended up giving the penalty away, which I don't think any of us would have seen coming. We were lucky that it was a terrible penalty for Mares, so we we got away with it. And considering this was a match between probably the two favourites to win the Premier League this season, it was 
quite a sloppy game. There were a lot of errors uh, from both sides. Although Liverpool actually started really well. They came flying out the traps. City were very bad at the start of the game and they can't blame that on a bus this time. But as the game went on, City sort of took over a lot more. Although Liverpool had their moments, but it just felt like Liverpool particularly, they looked tired, they looked flat. They've played a lot of football, that team, in the last three weeks. And I think the lack of rotation maybe came into play here. Uh, it's becoming a bit of an issue. I think I said at the, the start of this period, Klopp needed to use the squad going into this busy period. And he hasn't really mixed it up a lot. He's stuck with the same midfield. The front three have played a lot of games. It's not a huge surprise that they looked kind of sluggish and off the pace today because of that. You know, the team were flat midweek against Napoli and they were flat at times here as well and I think that intense style that Klopp likes to play that's going to take its toll so I think definitely going forward I mean we've got an international break now so hopefully the players will come back rested and ready to go again but definitely using the squad a little bit more going forward could pay dividends for us but at the end of the day Liverpool, City, Chelsea were all on the same points at the top of the table now I think we'd have taken that at the start of the season. So, like I say, hopefully all the players come back well-rested and ready to go again. The front three can hopefully start firing again. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. It's Ross from Witness with his thoughts on the Liverpool-Chelsea game and he's given these comments from a very sunny Portugal today while he's on holidays with his family. Managed to slip away, see the game. Uh, first first half started off really brightly first 10 minutes that was the Liverpool that you want to see all the pressures on the, on the side pressing Cup created a few chances but then after the first 10-15 minutes we really really dropped off the pressure wasn't wasn't great in the midfield and then we, we seemed to let the team get back into the game we let City get back into it they grew into the game don't get me wrong, they didn't exactly blow us away. They didn't create any great chances, but, you know, we started off the game so well, and for it not to... We, I think we, should, we needed to just keep that intensity for a little bit longer. The first 10 minutes was great, but then we really did drop off. I think we definitely did get away with one in the first half where the challenge by Lovren, I think it was on Aguero, from where I was, from what I was seeing on the chat on the telly, and that definitely a penalty took him out. That's where VARs probably saved us in this situation in the first half. Didn't have VAR, so it was a penalty, wasn't it? Let's be honest. Let's let's not kid ourselves. It was a penalty. We should have been going in one down, but we got away with that one. And then you know we're going into the second half. You're thinking, let's be a little bit brighter about things. Let's push on. And going into the second half, it just it never really got going yet again. We had possession-wise, but there was no real chances, no real shots on goal. I mean, don't get me wrong, City didn't exactly blow us away. From their point of view, they were well-organised, they were well-drilled. But then, late on, they get the penalty. Stupid, stupid challenge. Silly. In my opinion, he's going nowhere. It's a stone-cold penalty and... It was five minutes to go. You know, we're losing the game. We're going to lose the game, 1-0. But 
Mahrez has an absolute shocker and blazes. He doesn't. It's not even close. It's one of the worst penalties I've ever seen. Absolutely blazes the penalty over the bar, and we've actually got away with it. And then you think maybe the last five, ten, no, five minutes after you missed the pen, that maybe it's a lifeline. Could we go and nick it? But it never really happened. We just it never really happened for us today. So the game's finished nil nil. You know, when all's said and done, it's probably a good result for Liverpool. Uh, you know, thinking as the home team, you've got to go and get the win. But you know, nil nil, we've not gone, we've not been beaten around, we've not been blown away. We've just got to build. We've had a tough couple of games now. We've got a couple of uh, weeks off now with the champ, with the uh, internationals and stuff. And hopefully, the the run of fixtures now, going into the next next bit of the season, is going to be better for us. So. All we can do is take. Let's take the positives. You know, there is some negatives, but let's take the positives. We've got a point. The, the, the champions haven't beat us, and you know we go into the next phase of the season, and it is a three-horse race. It's between us, City, and Chelsea. And Chelsea, don't get me wrong, Chelsea have really impressed me. So I, I almost think Chelsea are the dark horses out of the three of us. Everyone's talked about Liverpool this front three and stuff and it's not really kicked on this season but we're still in the mix so let's just push on get this international break out the way and then let's rack some wins up and we'll all be okay come on Liverpool The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo Mark Baker commenting on Liverpool versus Manchester City at Anfield. So Liverpool come away from the game with a point courtesy of Riyad Mahrez's missed penalty. And I thought during the first 15 minutes, Liverpool were on the front foot, played very well. Manchester City contributed to their own downfall somewhat in how sloppy they were in possession of the ball and allowed Liverpool to do to them what Liverpool have done in the corresponding fixtures last season. They're in short bursts in the final third, able to turn over the ball and exploit the spacing behind the advancing full-backs and, and the spacing between the centre-half and full-back. And Liverpool did that within the first 15 minutes. However, never to the extent they, where they were creating great goal-scoring opportunities. And Manchester City had kept the full-backs narrow enough to mean that when Liverpool's players threatened to get in them areas, it was shut out at the last moment. But Liverpool's positive start arose from... Uh, Liverpool's good angles and distances to press and also Manchester City uh, liability really in possession of the ball now after the 15 minute period and for the rest of the football match really City were in the ascendancy and shown just why they are for me we're the best team in Europe last season I know Real Madrid eventually won the Champions League but from back to front with and without the ball I always felt that City were the best side obviously succumbing to Liverpool in the Champions League. And there's no question Liverpool are playing against the superior side to them in Manchester City. And I thought it was a game of, of limited chances. However, what I'd say is, I'd say Manchester City always had the game under control. I thought they were comfortable in the fixture after the first 15 minutes. And Liverpool, for me, were always straining to stay in the game. So even though City weren't creating great goal-scoring opportunities... City's sustaining of attacks and I'd say the probing in the final third 
was always at the anxiety stage for Liverpool. You always felt Liverpool were straining uh, to get up to the ball, to close down the ball and to stop City uh, playing through, really. And better decision-making from City in certain moments. I felt they could have took the game away from Liverpool. I felt there were spells in the game where Manchester City could have gone and got the victory. I think, from Liverpool's point of view, they're operating against an absolute elite in Wales football in Manchester City. And this is no slight on Liverpool, who I feel are a very good side. I've said from, for a long time now, Klopp's defensive organisation when Liverpool haven't got the ball is excellent, showcased by the fact that they can see so few chances on the goal. And I think, to a large extent, they relied upon that to get a point out of the game today. So, even though I felt Liverpool at times were a yard off engaging with the ball, the shape and discipline of the unit to the side meant that City could never really create the kind of clear-cut chances to take the game from Liverpool. And Liverpool were always able to recover or get a last gas tackle in or make an interception that had mean that City couldn't get that breakthrough. But from Liverpool's point of view, after the first 15 minutes, I think, first of all, we should highlight how well Manchester City did um, in pressing the ball. I thought, I thought they were outstanding. And I think it gets lost somewhat in the games that Liverpool have played against City over the past couple of years. But for long spells in them games, regardless of Liverpool coming out with the victory, Liverpool were, a, were able to hit City in short bursts over a short period of time in which City were almost, what I'd say, in them games, were almost too arrogant in the way they played. So for Manchester City against a lot of sides, they'll be able to play exactly the way they want, dictate how the game flows in accordance to them, make massive risks and rewards. Now, the risks and rewards City were taking against Liverpool backfired on them in short spells in the fixtures. You think about the Champions League, also in the, in the league fixture. But for the vast majority of the games, when you actually think back to it, especially the... 3-0 fixture in the European game, City completely dominated the second half at Anfield and it was very similar to what we've seen after the first 15 minutes today and that Liverpool could not play out, I mean we've seen this against Napoli and I commended Napoli on their um, cover and support of, of players engaging with the ball and forcing Liverpool to not be able to build up and, and play percentage balls and we've seen that again and as I say it was apparent in the Champions League last year and if you remember the fixture after in which City were tasked with pulling back the three goal deficit at the Etihad they absolutely dominated Liverpool to the point where in the first half let's, let's be perfectly honest about it they were a, a wrong linesman's decision away from going in that Champions League's quarter final 2-0 up and then there really would have been a scare for Liverpool going into the second half and City had a great side and I just think it shouldn't get lost in that so much as Liverpool won a lot of what we've seen in terms of Liverpool not being able to play through midfield, we've seen in them games. The difference was Liverpool's short base took the game away from City and allowed them to sit back and, and soak up pressure and not be reliant on actually building up play and being able to play more percentage football, if you like. So, similar problems for Liverpool. I think City set up in... Conaguero obviously is up the top end of the pitch and they allowed the first pass into the centre-halves very much like Napoli did. Now the moment it went to the full-backs or into the midfield section, Silva would sit on Jordan Henderson, Raheem Sterling and Riyad Mahrez would press the full-backs and Liverpool 
were forced to go long too often. And, and for the last 75 minutes of the fixture, Liverpool rely, relying on second balls, really, or a ball down the channel to one of the the wide forwards, which which never really brought any, any real success for Liverpool. And they didn't look like creating anything. Um, Liverpool at the best, obviously, when they're moving the ball quickly. And Liverpool will do that to the majority of teams because they've got better players than the majority of the teams. And whilst Liverpool's midfield, as I talked about last week, is a very good midfield, a very good Premier League midfield with very good players in. They just lack. They, they lack the ability to get on the half turn in them two number eight roles and play forward under pressure. I mean, if you think of the, the lads who played in there today, obviously Milner uh, has played very well for Liverpool over a period of the months, but Mil- Milner is, is, is not that... Although he's a lot better footballer than people will make out, he's not that player who gets on the half turn and connects midfield to attack. And it's the same with the other two players who occupied the role. I mean, Jorginho Wijnaldum has come as a third man running number 10 from Newcastle and been a player who, who works without the ball, makes runs into the penalty area. And since he's been at Liverpool, he's played very much a game where he's, he stays behind the ball, keeps the ball, very metronomic in his movements in terms of keeping possession. But again, not really a player whose first force is to get turns, open up his body and play into the higher players. And Naby Keita, who's a player I, brought, I mentioned last last week in terms of I don't, I don't yet know what the player is. Well, I think I'm starting to see that what the player is is a player who's better at playing behind the ball, like the same as Milner, like the same as Wijnaldum, and seeing the game in front of them, really, rather than getting in that that position to, to play forward off the back foot. I don't think it suits Keita. I see Keita as a player who sees the game in front of him, travels with the football, and can maybe maybe make third man runs. To be perfectly honest with you, he's not he's not showing a great deal at the moment, Naby Keita, in terms of genuine quality. So hopefully, um, with the settling in period, he can show that. But it just demonstrates yet again that Liverpool are short in that area, and because they're short in that area, for me, they they just won't have the capacity to challenge uh, for the title. Will they beat a lot of teams? Yeah, they'll beat a lot of teams because they've got outstanding forward players, great defensive organisation, and very good Premier League midfield players. But they haven't got the elite players in them two higher positions in the midfield. I think I've mentioned before that Liverpool's best player to play on the half turn on the back foot and playing off both feet actually is Adam Lallana. Now when you looked at the squad at the start of the season with Lallana in it and what everyone anticipated Keita would be, I think people believed that Liverpool would have enough I think it's apparent they don't have enough. I mean, Lallana is not fit enough, obviously, over a consistent period of time, and so is out. Liverpool are lacking Oxlade-Chamberlain, who's a very powerful runner with the ball, and able to break lines in midfield. Again, not really necessarily a player who's who's got that imagination, craft, and, and the brain of the operation. But I think the big part is that Naby Keita is, is nowhere near, really, the, the player that we imagined him to be on the early stages. Will he be a very good Premier League player for the season? He probably is do well, but he's not going to be at that level that takes Liverpool towards challenging for the title, in my opinion. And so, when you looked at Liverpool's squad and you thought to yourself they had such good options, anticipating what Kaiser would be like, anticipating Lallana would be in the squad, Oxlade-Chamberlain, etc. They look, they look short to me. Well, I have no doubt they're short. And I think that got shown against Manchester City today in that, again... That, that failure to be able to build through midfield. And we'll we'll have to see that going forward, really, because I can't see, over the course of 38 games, that changing enough with the players that Manchester City have and the fact that Chelsea have Eden Hazard 
um, to loft Liverpool above them two sides. But we'll, we'll, I suppose we'll have to wait and see about that. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Okay, so Liverpool and City at Anfield. Um, it was one of them games there where, you know, we're obviously level on points. It was a tense affair. Um, it promised so much and quite often uh, these types of games can the teams can cancel each other out and I think that's what happened today. Um, you know, as I was saying in the ground there to, to a couple of the lads, it was alright last season when, you know, winning a cup game against City or winning a league game where we're not going for the league and I'm I'm I'm, I'm we're high pressing them, um, dominating them and, and, and coming away with the points because we could take more risks then. I mean I think today this was a game that was it, it was one where Liverpool couldn't really afford to lose. Um, you know, we are the, the least experienced in the title races, if you like, out of the teams that are there, um, especially City. And we just had to make sure that we're still in touch and distance. And tonight we're going in the, in, into the uh, international break. You don't want a scenario where you just got beat there and you're a few points behind. At least now we're pretty much level, um, apart from goal difference and stuff like that. So we can go again. So I think that really is the good thing. Analyzing the game, I thought... You know, we did, apart the first 15 minutes, I thought we were great. We were pressing really high. And if we'd have scored then, I think we'd have gone on to score a couple of more goals and, and it could have been great for us. But we never. So then we did retreat. Um, we did go into, the, like I've been saying on, on, on these podies, um, a scenario where we are playing differently. We are holding back a little bit. We are being more controlled. And uh, that's what we were doing. We then, after obviously, the, uh, thought uh, Jordan Henderson was everywhere today. Thought he had a decent game, and, and Van Dijk until he gave away that that silly challenge for the penalty uh, was brilliant as well. But apart from that, we were lacking something in midfield. Um, you know, we had hard work and endeavour, but that was about it. And when you're from three, uh, who are spectacular as what ours are, aren't far, and which they haven't been all season. They, obviously, special attention's getting given to them, and rightly so, because they were phenomenal last year. So they're getting man-marked, if you like, and then, you know, because they're, they're not on top of the game, what you need is people driving from midfield, and what that does then, that opens up the spaces, because, you know, those defenders have got to come out, they've got something else to think about, and that's how, with a blink of an eye, they like see a salad and your man, he can get a bit of, can get a bit of space. So that hasn't been happening, and I think we're missing the Oxley chamberlain the likes of him doing that. And also Firmino, who's not quite on it, he used to drop deep, drag defenders out and do it. So we're missing that as well. So, you know, this this is where maybe where he was after Fakir, where we're missing Luke Coutinho, just something that a little bit different. But this is nitpicking, you know. At the end of the day, that's what we need to do moving forward in January, going by one of them. But at the moment, we've gone into this international break in October and we are rather in the mixer. And that that's all we could uh, we could ever ask. So me, I'm absolutely made up um, about that. And... We've had a real tough run of games, um, and we just had to get through them, and we have done. So now we've got like we, you know, we've got Huddersfield away. Uh, we've got a European game, Red Star. We've got the likes of Cardiff for home and Fulham coming up. I think there's Arsenal in there away. So they're a little bit uh, better fixtures, and we've got to manage them. But let's just hope we can get them far and a little bit more the front three because we're going to need them. Um, I think we'll see a little bit more rotation. I think Shakiri and Keita should, should come in a little bit more. Keita seems in a shell a little bit. Um, he seems to be lacking a bit of confidence, but I know he's got it in his locker. Shakiri certainly has. So maybe them, they could figure 
see Sturridge has been getting a few a, a few more minutes as well. And just before I go, like the last, the, the thing I didn't I didn't agree with before the game was the Lovren coming in and unsettling. What I think has been the best players uh, so far this season, Gomez and Van Dijk, in a partnership, and it unsettled it a little bit. Gomez was still good. He's nowhere near as good as on right back. So, and I thought Allison again was good, and he saved us some points over the last few games. So, the, the, I think the main thing to take between this season and last season as well is the fact that we can now not play as well and still get points because we've got a good goalkeeper and we've got a good defence. Whereas last year, if the you know if we didn't score a half full of goals, we didn't win games. So now we can play that different way, and it's all about how the, how the team and the squad are evolving. So they're all positives. Like I say, I think just because Chamberlain's out, we need to buy another dimension for midfield for next for uh, in January to really push on if we're really serious and we're still in the mix. Then I think we really need to go go for that. But uh, yeah, other than that, you know, I'd have settled for a point before the game. I think though, at the end, you're always disappointed when you don't win. But I'd have settled for that beforehand, and now we've just got to. Hopefully, no injuries in the international break and kick on after that. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. I'm, I'm, I'm fine. It's a very intense... It's an unbelievable challenge to, to, to face Man City always, as I said it before. And um, in, as, a, as a last game of that intense period, it's, it makes the challenge even, even bigger. So I'm really happy what the boys did today. Uh, the start of the game was fantastic. I liked it. Um, but if you want to win against Chelsea, you have to to use a few of these half chances, whatever it is. Um, in these moments, you need, um, yeah, of course we know that. And you need to finish that. And you, you cannot defend them over 95 minutes 100%. They always will have their moments. But I thought how we defended was actually brilliant. Um, apart from the penalty in one or two situations where we need Ali with a really good save, so that of course that's true. But we played City now that often, and they are just outstanding. So, and in no game we played so far, the game was that kind of level like it was today. Even when we won three 0 at home, when we won four three at home, it was not like when we won two one at at City. They yeah, they pushed us in our own in, in our 18-yard box, and we, we didn't know exactly how to come out. Then we had our moments, of course, all that. But over the full um, match time, was never like that. So it's like this. It's for both teams really intense. All what we are doing here, and both showed respect for the other team, and uh, don't lose the ball in the wrong moment. Otherwise, you have a big problem. And um, yeah, both. Teams did well, and then we had house that we were a bit lucky with the penalty. Of course, that's how it is. That's clear. If somebody would have told me um, after eight match days you have 20 points, I would say with pretty much each fixture list, I would have said yes. With that fixture list, I would have said I buy it. Let's start with the ninth match day. So then we start with 20 points, so now we have it. The boys unfortunately go our way again and have to play Nations Cup games, um, the most senseless competition in the in the world of football. Um, and yeah, and then we hope that they come back 
healthy and they play this this easy competition Premier League and and Champions League and um, FA Cup is waiting all that stuff so it's tough times for the boys huh? um, it's but um, I said it already in, a, in an interview we have to start thinking about the players anybody or not only if you somebody asked me is is the game to was the, the level of the game because of the intensity that was in the question was already this little bit of criticism could have been better if you are fresh if you want to see the boys fresh then come in the summer break which is for John for John Henderson was exactly two weeks uh, funny and um, so that's how, how how it is but um, that's why I say going away is not a big problem but now you call a, a manager of, of any country and ask him if you can leave one or two players out in the next game and he says I'm under pressure as well because now it's Nations Cup I don't know exactly what you can win with it but uh, there's any final some final in the next summer I think so that's it you've been listening to the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo